0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the GP, the Generators podcast with me, Trent McClellan. Happy holidays, everybody. What are you doing right now? Seriously, what are you doing? Are you driving? Are you going to a family member's house? Maybe one of them you don't really want to see, but you feel obligated to do it. Or are you listening to this right now and sticking your head in the fridge going, how much more turkey and ham can I eat? Is this who I've become? Because that's where I'm at. I'm at that point where you've just been green lighting every single thing you would like to put in your mouth. Food, booze, drink, what, what are those? Chips, yeah, give me some of that. Just green greenlighting it. And now you look and go, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? This is how I'm ending my year. Isn't it amazing that we have these New Year's resolutions every year, going to be better me, Going to get in shape, going to take care of myself, drink more water, eat, eat better food. But we end the year just, yeah, screw the gym. What am I? What am I, going to the Olympics? No. Ah, give me the dip. What is that, guacamole? Stick that in here. Here we go. We just end, we just fizzle out every single year. Or is that just me? Hmm? Maybe I've revealed too much about myself. And my personal habits Anyway I hope the holidays have found you well And that uh, you enjoyed yourself Took some time to Kind of Kick back And see some family and friends Or maybe you're just I just want to be alone I just want to be by myself and, and watch some Netflix And play my guitar Or my oboe I'm sure someone out there Plays an oboe I don't even know what that is Just probably back to uh, Grade 5 music class I know that was an instrument I have no idea what that what it looks like or is it a string instrument? Is it a woodwind? I don't know. I don't even remember. Um, But I hope the holidays was good for you and that uh, we're on the other side of it right now. New Year's Eve fast approaching. I am done with New Year's Eve. I don't celebrate it per se. I don't go to parties on New Year's Eve. I tend not to do gigs on New Year's Eve anymore. I literally just stay in and maybe drink some wine and go to sleep by 10 o'clock. That's who I am now. That's my countdown. My countdown is to when I can go to bed. That's what I start doing. 10. 9. I'm going to brush my teeth. 8. 7. I'm going to put my pajamas on. 6. 5. 4. Should I get a glass of water? 3. 2. Head on the pillow. 1. I'm asleep. Oh, and look at the time. It's 20 after 9. Oh, my. Wow. I don't hear a firework, not a nothing. I'm out. I'm done. That's where I'm at with it. Maybe you're different. Maybe you're out there still still swinging the bat at the party scene. Good for you. Awesome. Happy for you. Enjoy it. And uh, boom, we're into 2020. Pretty quick here. So uh, you doing resolutions? You doing it this year? So they fizzle out towards the end of the year? Is that what you're doing? I've been thinking about mine. I don't know. I got to... In all seriousness, I want to start doing some, make sure I'm, I'm healthier, I'm happier. That's going to be the whole goal is to what makes me happy. What's the, what is that structure that I need to do personally and professionally that's going to cause the most happiness for me in my life? That's a pretty basic thing. But under that is a certain amount of subcategories that I will have to check in terms of, you know, physical health, mental health, food, exercise, stretching... Creativity, you know, all that stuff. So, so yeah, I'm going to give it a swing, see what happens. Um, but, yeah, let me know if you got something going on. Send me an email, trent at com. Maybe I'll read them out next episode if there's any, huh? And, uh, okay, so thanks to everybody who is getting tickets for the Hunt for Happy tour. All the dates are on uh, com. A uh, bunch of tickets are already moving, which is amazing. I really, really appreciate the support. It feels really, really good to to be loved or at least liked or, you know, what, at least, you know, uh, endured, you know, maybe you're like, yeah, all right, okay, I'll go. I don't have, I have an hour and a half to kill. I'll check it out. You know, maybe some of you are in that camp. I don't know, but I do appreciate the support and uh, I'm looking forward to getting on the road. Uh, Lots of new stand-up coming, and uh, hopefully uh, you're going to enjoy yourself and uh, and laugh and uh, be happy when you leave. That's the whole goal. It's the hunt for happiness. Let's go. Let's be happy and live our lives. That's what we're doing. All right. Well, today is part two of my chat with Mr. Henry Sir, hilarious comedian uh, based in New York right now. And um, in this episode, we get into a little bit about mental health. And kind of how Henry's tried to tackle it and um, uh, OCD. And uh, he was really, really, again, very, very frank in this conversation, which I really appreciated. Um, As I said, there's funny moments, but there's some serious moments in there as well. So I think it's the perfect, the perfect chat. And especially this time of year, some folks are going through a hard time during the holidays. It can be tough on people. And, um, yeah, so hope you get some value out of this and uh, that you are entertained by part two of my conversation with Mr. Henry Sir. Um, so, okay, so your stand-up starts in Edmonton. Yeah. You stay in Edmonton until when? When do you decide? Do you, First of all, did you... You graduate from university? Do you yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. You graduate with what?
1: Uh, I just got an English degree. I just what I did. Oh, did I did I did English and yeah. history, yeah. English uh, and philosophy. Like, hell of a degree. Were
0: you like this going? Now what? Oh
1: <laughs> God, dude, it was terrible. I really struggled out of out of college, man. What a Be- weird time, hey? Well, it, it was rough because, um, I was a really social guy, but for whatever reason like uh like a lot of comics like a lot of like depression anxiety stuff and in my last year for whatever reason I I, like really was coming down hard with depression again and I really started isolating myself and it was my fifth year and all the guys I came up with were graduating I kind of felt like I'm the old dude now with all the young guys and ball was everything it was your social group it's you know you practice with them uh four days a week, then Friday and Saturday you play. Saturday you go out after Sunday, you're so tired you just rest. And like I still have my other friends and stuff, but you just don't see them as much. Then when it's done, you realize, like, okay, I really am isolated from my other friends, and this basketball thing's over. So what the hell am I doing? And I still ate like a college athlete, so I got so fat and I was just miserable. I was just sitting around like I was working at a bank. And I was like, what the hell was the point of all of that? I did all of that so I could be a bank teller. How end up here kind yeah, of. Yeah. And I just had no direction and um I'd always kind of thought without putting any real thought into it, but like being a dual citizen, I was like and, and interested in film, I was like, Yeah, I'll probably just like go down to LA one day and like be a screenwriter. Like it's that easy. But I wasn't doing that and um that's when it was a good time to get back into stand up and kind of. Can I say, say something real quick? Yeah, please.
0: Because <clears throat> the parallels to my life are like, it's insane. Actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I don't know if it's going to resonate with you, but I put so much of my identity into being an athlete. Yeah. So when those I graduate from university, I'm not going to play pro soccer. Yeah. There's this hole left. Yeah. You're like,
1: hey, dude. What?
0: What do I put in the hole? This. D- yeah. This degree is not employable. It's not like I walk in. Yeah. And Oh, there's a corporate job, and you step in. It's yeah. like no job, ton of debt, and I'm like, and now I'm not going to – like, you're left with this void, and it was really dark time for me. Yes. My grandmother raised me. She dies that same
1: year. Oh, no. So
0: now I'm like, this person who you kind of were living for is also gone. You're, you know what I mean? Your college years are over, and you're left in kind of just, like, floating in space. Yeah. Like, just, like what am I – and the other thing that really bothered me – Was my, a lot of my friends had their shit together. Yes. So in comparison to them, I'm just like this loser who's like, Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Like, figure it out, I guess. Oh my God, dude. You're
1: preaching to the choir. (sighs) I was pressured so much to go into education, but I didn't. And a lot of my friends outside of basketball did. By the time I was done, they had their, they were ready to become teachers and stuff. And I was holding on to this like dream that I wasn't even really pursuing. And I just found myself just like sitting around being like, this is the epitome of wasting time. Yeah. And I didn't know how to get the hell out of it. And again, I was in such like a bad um, phase with depression at this point. And I just could not see things clear. Like without getting too heavy, like I, I pretty much, actually, you know, I'm pretty open about it now. I pretty much had like a mental breakdown. Like, and that's yep. not an exaggeration. Yep. Like I'd been on antidepressants for half my life. And. I just didn't like that idea. So I just went off in cold turkey, which was literally the worst possible time. Because this is like when I'm done and even on them, I'm (laughs) feeling low. And I just, I was a hermit. Like I couldn't leave the house. I was starting stand up, but I was so anxious about it. All day I'd be having a panic attack of, oh my God, I'm going to be going doing a stand. and I wanted to do it so badly, but I'd feel so anxious that I'd flake out a lot. And I just felt like I dug myself the biggest hole and it's like it's like what you said my whole identity had become being a basketball player and I was never at any point where I was going to do it for a living so I really felt like what's been the point of all this for a while and in hindsight I'm like fine with the fact that I did it and everything but you just start questioning everything and like why didn't I do this why I do that and being that young that's way too early to be worrying about all that stuff yeah and in ways, it, it, in ways, comedy probably was the worst direction to go. Because if I felt that way then, I sure as hell still feel it at times now. Even when things are going well, I'm like, my friends have houses, yeah, yeah. starting to have kids, and I'm cracking wise at some, some club with some guy yelling "fuck Trudeau" at me, and I'm like, oh my god. But well,
0: dude, the other thing too, like, again, the parallels. But I'm like, take the the secondary family of a team. Yeah. And you being a big m- member of that team, yes. like there is a hierarchy within that. Yeah. You've gone from this self-subcontained sub-family thing where you're all together, you guys hang out all the time, everyone's partying, you train, you practice, whatever, games. Take it all away.
1: Yeah, man. What's what? Is, what are you yeah. what's left? I know. You worked so hard to get to the top of this point. And, and like, for me, basketball was a really contentious road because, like, I come from – it sounds so stupid, it's, like, true. I come from, like, the first family of basketball in Edmonton. Like, my dad was an All-American. He's in the Hall of Fame of, at his college in the States, and he played a year pro. My brother played – he's the all-time leader in NCAA three-point shooting percentage. Where did he go? He, he went to San Diego State and then transferred to Northern Arizona. Wow. Then he played 10 years professionally. He, like, had a tryout with some NBA teams, and he played in the summer league. Like, he really good. And one of my other brothers played college ball, too, and was really good. And so I – I felt this, like, self-imposed pressure to be really, really good. Because, like, in high school and stuff, like, I really wasn't. But then by the time, by then, my college, I was I was quite good. Like I said, I was an all-Canadian and stuff. And that took so much time and so much work to get there. And then in a lot of ways, I felt like it wasn't until my last year of college where, like, finally everything was clicking. I was like, I really get this now. It's like, okay, so you, work, you put in all this time to get to this point, and you're done. Right. And, you're, you, and now at whatever you're about to do, you are about to start over at completely at zero. And that's really daunting.
0: It is. It is. Re- re- like, yeah, dude, especially when you give the backstory of your family, it's like you can't start that narrative of like, okay, that's the road I'm going to go down. And then when that's not the reality anymore, yeah. as I said, it's, there's a void. Uh, dude, I'd even say this. I've said to comics on this podcast that even when you achieve your goals – like, you know, whether it's going to Just for Laughs or it's like, I'm going to move to whatever. Even upon achievement of them, there's a hole. Yeah. Because that was on the pedestal for such a long time. Congrats. You got yeah, to the top of the man. mountaintop. Wicked. I'm up here. Wicked.
1: This is it. It's
0: cloudy up here. I'm yeah. Here. <laughs> Can't see shit up here. Is this yeah, Is there man. another
1: mountain? Nope. This is it. This is the only peak. Well, do you feel that at all of, like, you see people achieve these things, and it looks, you're like, that's all I want. That's all I want. And you, there's this novelty to it but once once you accomplish it there's kind of this sense of like well if i did it it can't be that special it's
0: imposter syndrome
1: Yeah. Know, like, yeah yeah like well that's all it took
0: dude i used to think for ever that if i saw someone on television they were rich
1: oh dude yeah if yeah i saw yeah, someone yeah. do
0: a comedy now i'm like that guy's loaded really? then you do one and you're like that's it. That's all I yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And, and I realized, like, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier. That's why the minutiae of shit is so important. Yeah. Like, for the happiness aspect of, yeah. like, are your relationships good? Are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. Are you just enjoying that? Like, yeah, man, I spent an hour in a coffee shop today, and I finally got that one line. I'm excited about trying it tonight. Because the other shit is going to come and go. You're going to be the flavor of the week. You're, yeah. No one's this. Booker thinks you're shit. This festival thinks you're amazing. Yeah. That's just up and down. This yeah. agent thinks you're great. This aide Booker drops you, whatever. So I was like, I think that was a lesson in it all, that, oh, go ahead, go achieve a bunch of stuff. Great. How do you feel? Any better? Well, there's an adrenaline rush there for a bit, yeah. but wake up the next day, hold. Yeah. Up. So like that, How yeah. do I avoid th- those That's fucking... That's why I
1: think meditation and like how, how hand-in-hand gratitude goes with meditation is so important because, yeah, you, you see so many comics, and to a lesser extent myself, just because I haven't accomplished the same as they have, but it'll be, yeah, I get that late-night spot, and it's like, okay. So I reached that goal that I thought was my only goal, but now I obviously have to go up from here, and because I got this late-night spot, then I should be headlining these clubs. And you start headlining these clubs, and it's like, well, I'm doing these clubs. How am I not on Netflix's radar? Yes. Then you get on that. It's like, well, how am I not starring in my own movies? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it just never ends. And if you if you don't, I would imagine at least, because like I just said, I'm not in that spot. But if you can't just like take a step back. And actually, it was interesting. I, I needed someone to tell me that this week. I was just hanging out with another comic, and I, I I'm very much quick to diminish anything be it basketball or whatever i've ever accomplished like "Uh, it's not a big deal it's really not a big deal and i'm I'm a bum It's, it's it's nothing but he like had to like verbalize he's like man you're like past at clubs in new york you were just asked to headline a night at caroline's on broadway you did the festival that's good and i was like oh, wait, yeah, that actually is cool. Yeah, if I told you that about someone else. Like, that's so sweet, man. Dude, you're crushing it. Yeah, but when it's me, I'm like, oh, it's, I'm a bum. Yeah,
0: that's internal dialogue, Exactly,
1: right? yeah, exactly. Dialogue. So, yeah, ne- needing to have that perspective with an emphasis on gratitude, I think at least is just, A, so much easier said than done, Yes. but B, so important.
0: Dude, I started a gratitude practice maybe three years ago. I yeah. think to be fair, I don't do it religiously, but I try and – be mindful of it, and meditation the same way. Like I have good weeks where I'm just I'm doing it every day, and other times where it's like oh, I haven't done that in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of relationship with it. But you're so right, man. When you can boil stuff down to like, man, I, I flew to New York today safely. Yeah. Let's start with that. Like yeah, yeah. You got out a plane yeah. in the sky at 35,000 yeah, feet and landed in another city. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You <laughs> have money in your bank account exactly. to book that plane ticket. Exactly. Have a wife. Do you mean like you can just – and I know it sounds corny and we're being zeny or whatever, but I'm like comics especially. Oh, man. Because if you're looking for that outside stuff and I need the festival to love me and I need the booker to email me back, I'm telling you – it will break your heart A million times over Dude. And I feel like So many people need, And you're right Everyone needs it in their life Yeah Because everyone's looking For that outside And again another theme That's come up on the podcast A lot And it's a saying I heard a bunch of years ago And I think Especially with comedy It's so, it's so prolific Is another level Another devil
1: it's Yeah like, man It doesn't end Yeah
0: You think like Oh well I get to there doors just open yeah. shit's just happening for me yeah. oh now you're headlining the club congratulations there's still a drunk asshole over here yeah. you, know, do you know what I mean like but this is the whatever club and whatever like mm-hmm. and we yeah. still have drunks in here who don't yeah. you know and then you start playing theaters and it's like now you're worried about ticket sales exactly and then next thing you know someone's playing an arena you're like oh well I'm not playing arenas like yeah. so where the fuck does it end <laughs> yeah, you know man. what I mean so totally you have to boil it back down to the do you just enjoy being a comic? Do you enjoy traveling? Do you enjoy making people happy in a world yeah. that can be really dark sometimes? Exactly, you know? like, and
1: just like you said, it, it, this is, I feel terrible saying like someone's misfortune. I'm like, this is good for me. It puts perspective. When you see those people and especially a city like New York because the rich are doing so well and the poor are doing so poorly, like you see that poor person that is struggling in so many ways on the street and then you look over and you're like, what right do I have to be sad that like, I didn't get booked on Conan this week. Like that's yeah, yeah. your problem—is you didn't get booked to do five minutes on a late-night comedy set. Shut up, beating man. yourself up about it. Yeah, hard. Dumb. Uh, again, so much easier said than done, but important to mm. remember. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm uh, i have been to the Final Four twice, like to, to go watch. So uh, I'm big Kentucky Wildcats. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Calipari, uh, one of the things when they're going through a rough stre- stretch, he tells his players, he goes, "Tell 'em all the time, man. You're at Kentucky. There's no okay. crying on the yacht." Oh yeah. Nobody cares. When you're on a yacht, no one cares it's that so the yacht's true. not big enough. It's not going well. Our yacht's broke. It's like yeah. nobody cares. It's and I think so the same true. thing for us. Quite yeah. often it's like, what am I bitching about right yeah. now? Like what am I? The joke didn't work. Yeah. Sent an email, didn't get a reply. It's like shut up. Damn
1: it. It's not a glamorous yacht, but it's a yacht because we're doing something so cool that all uh without <laughs> fail, I talked to some of my friends who were doing so well. And they're so quick to be like, don't stop. Because in their own little way, and they don't like hate their lives or anything, but they're like, they kind of wish they were doing this sort of thing Dude. or chasing the quote-unquote dream. And you just, yeah, you, you just got to remember, we're, as weird as it is, and some of the most bizarre circumstances we put ourselves in that like, did I really drive eight hours to subject <laughs> myself to this? Crazy. But... It's at the end of the day, it's an experience, man. It's a different, it's a different way of life, and it's cool. And we got stories, and we're gonna be able to look back and be like, man, you won't believe some of the shit I saw. And
0: that's cool, man. That's living. Yeah. Well, dude, that's what. That's why I wanted to be a comic. Yeah. Like, and I've said this too. Like, I didn't look at comedy as a normal profession. Like, people go into a normal career, they're like, you know, you go to a job interview, you're like, okay, well, how much am I gonna make, and how many days do I get off? Yes. Right. Right. I went into comedy going like you can keep your money for the first five years. I'll yeah. pay to do it yeah. basically, which is just traveling around, doing shit gigs, making less on the gig than you paid to get. there. Oh, yeah. And I want to know how much I can do that. Yeah. I want to know how often I can actually be on stage in front of seven drunk people. Like, that's how you know the difference. Totally. Like, it's just completely. And the goal was I don't know if this will make sense, but like I would I still had a day job. I worked with kids at a boys and girls club and stuff. So I would Monday to Friday do that. I'd pick up a headliner and we'd drive to like Bonnyville or whatever, you know, do a weekend or whatever. Come back and I'm like, man, you know, nine hour drive. I got to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, this man. guy gets to go sleep in the hotel, yeah. like, go get a sauna, whatever. I'm like, that's the life I want. I, I didn't know, think about man. money. I didn't think about Dude. TV. I didn't think about anything. I just go like, oh, that guy gets to make his yeah. own schedule and yeah. do whatever he wants. And then he gets to go make people laugh again. Man. I used to forget to pick the check up here. Oh, really? Because I had a day job, so I was like, like, hey, man, uh, that gig you did three weeks ago, your check's still over here. I'm like, oh, shit, I got paid for that. Yeah, man. Man, I was so... But I'm, like, I always remind myself, like, that's who I got to get back to at all yeah. times. That or, like, guy, the
1: same guy. Ran programs with boys and girls. This is, <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. like, English degree. It's like, yeah, yeah lost
0: after college, <laughs> this man. This is crazy. It's insane. <laughs> uh, it's so wild. But I realized, like, that guy was just happy getting on stage. And yeah. And he made some money, he was like, wow, bonus. Yeah. But then you get in the game for a while. And you start looking over the fence. Totally. And that person who kind of started a year behind me, they already got that thing. You start getting competitive. Exactly. And then the joy gets sucked out of it. Totally. And I'm like, I just got to, we all have to be really cautious of that because there's no, you know, board of directors sitting around going, all right, let's look at the applications here. Henry, sir, what do we feel about him as across the board, across comedy? Are we giving him work or is anyone, all the clubs are calling in now? We'll see what. Yeah. It's all just this guy likes you, this person. Yeah, man. It's like so. It's lawless. Exactly. Why are we basing our self-worth on, you exactly. know, someone thinks you're good. Someone thinks, like, needs a bit more work. Totally. I wrote an email to a comic once because they were complaining about not uh, doing a spot on an open mic here, you know. And I was like, I wrote them private. They wrote a big post, and they were trying to throw someone under the bus yeah. who books it. So I wrote them privately, and I just said, look, I get it. it sucks. Yeah. But I was like, I'll be frank with you. It never ends. Yeah. Like if you're upset now that you can't play the hot open mic in Calgary, I'm telling you, eventually you're going to play that open mic and then you want to play something else. You can't get booked there. There's there's no human resources to go to. There's nowhere to make a complaint about. I deserve. Look what I've done. Nobody cares. Yeah.
1: And that is a hard thing, especially uh, going back to the sports thing. It's a really hard thing to adjust to because what I like, and a reason I did English and philosophy in school is I don't like black and white thinking.
0: I like be able to make an argument.
1: Exactly. I that not like science. I didn't like, science, and why that's I didn't some, like math. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I love about comedy. But I have caught myself times missing the black and white nature of sports of like, okay, as a basketball player, let's look at the stats. You played against this guy and you matched up against him. You scored more points than he did. You had more rebounds than him. You had more assists. And your team won. You were better. Right. Do you, you add this up through the season. You are a better player. So if – this this team that's scouting or that team they'll just look at it and be like no he's factually better right and then in comedy i get it, what's so great about it but what can also be so maddening is how subjective it is because it can be like if you're not careful you can really fall down that road of like well i've done shows with this other comic a bunch of times and did way better but he or she's got the look or kind of got that cool kid vibe or just whatever. And it's like, and they're accomplishing all this, and I'm, I'm doing nothing. And if you're not careful, that can be so disheartening. But you just got to look on the good side, which I keep saying is so much easier said than done, of everything you were just talking about. You're doing this cool, creative outlet. If we become financially viable, that's great. It's the experiences. It's the fact, like you said, you're this and just – kicking it in a hotel and they're like oh i think i'll work out you yeah, know i want to go get a steam now you know what i mean <laughs> yes, watching like, basketball before i go tell jokes and get paid to it that's so cool yeah that's something to be so happy and grateful for and not worrying about looking in the well there you got that who cares yeah, yeah who the hell cares well dude the
0: sports analogy too i think is interesting because as you were talking i was like i understand we measure stats so we go that guy's better than that guy but i had steph labe on the podcast who's a goalkeeper for the women's national soccer oh, team okay and i asked her about team chemistry and i'm like you know what role do you think it plays in the team's success? And she said something I thought was brilliant. She goes, she goes, I'll tell you one thing. I think it's really important to talk to the people who play a lot of minutes and the people who don't play a lot yeah. of minutes. Because when you look as a star basketball player and you go, like, here's my stats measured against this person, boom, you're getting your just deserved. We won. I had more points, I had more rebounds, had more assists, more steals, more blocks, whatever. But the guy who's on the bench who's busting his ass at practice every yeah, day too, exactly, who's pissed off, he's not getting minutes, yeah. he's like, no, this isn't fair at all. And I, I'm not that's a take, great point. You know what I'm saying. That's so to a you, great you see point. it as like, no, this is completely just. I bust my ass in the gym. I'm getting my just rewards. I'm getting my minutes. Yeah. This guy's like, I was also up at 6 a.m. Yeah. I also have personal best in the gym. I'm also shooting yeah. whatever. And you know what? Coach doesn't look my way because yeah. one person's making a decision. Yeah. One guy's going totally. like, I just don't feel he's ready yet. And, and comedy's you, yeah. the same thing.
1: It's true. You do see a lot of that's such. A, I never thought of that actually. You see so many of those athletes that realistically work harder than say the starting five in basketball but they're just not naturally they don't have that little intangible thing that sometimes is val. like sometimes it's like well yeah you bust your ass but you're also six one and the guy you're backing up is six seven right you know what i mean it's but then happen. they're also just is sometimes you look at sports and it's not always it's not always um fair because you'll be like yeah this guy and i've been on teams where you have the backup point guard and it's like no man he's better he's better to play with but the starters just got these certain little intangible things that, for whatever reason, the coach just has a hard-on for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a blind I'd spot. I never thought of that. It's a
0: blind spot. Like Man. Just like, oh, you have a preference for? And I'm like, because I've been on the other end of it normally where it's like I've been a fixture of a team. So, like yeah. to me, everything was fair. Everything yeah, was just. exactly. I got yeah, my yeah. just rewards. This guy behind me is like, dude, I actually beat you in sprints, and actually, man. my, I actually have, uh, you know, you look at my record, my, my, you know, in a scrimmage, like how often I'm on the winning team, and it's like you can start getting crazy with minutia, yeah. And comedy is the same thing. A yeah. gatekeeper is standing around deciding, I like you, I don't really like you, whatever, and it's so quick and so whatever. So of course you're gonna feel hard done by, yeah. And so when she said that to me, I was like, man, that is so true because if you ask the starters and you ask the people riding the pine, they're like. Well, man, I'll tell you, uh, I think this shit should change around here because da-da-da yeah. has da, da, been and, – and the other thing, you know, the parallel you said to as a comic, when you're trying to get into these clubs, you have to crush every night. Imagine you're on the bench and you finally do get minutes. Oh, man. You can't turn it over.
1: No, no, no. Did you just
0: turn it over? Craig, oh, you yeah. got 30 seconds? Oh, yeah. Sub.
1: Totally. Oh, dude, I've been there in my first year no years at college. no <laughs> rope. Yeah, you go in cold, just sat for the first 15 minutes of the half, you go in. They make you guard the best player who's loose. You go in there. He gets one shot on you, and hits a tough shot. Your hands yeah, all over. Right it's a fluke shot. Like, get out. You weren't ready to play.
0: Get in, for, get in for Henry. What? You're like I just got. I didn't. Eat. Uh, like track pants haven't hit the floor yet (laughs) I literally threw them up in the air I got out there oh man there's no rope so the same thing in stand up that's a great point you don't have the. where's the rope like yeah I just got on the first time on this stage like you better crush it yeah you better they better love you because you're getting one shot tonight
1: man do you know what I mean that is such a good point so I I had never thought of that
0: I just, I just realized afterwards, I go, like, at the end, none of it's fair. None of it's, yeah you know, like, of course, when you're comfortable and you know the coach has your back, you're going to be loose. You're like, I know if I miss a couple shots, I'm not coming out right yeah. away. What a freedom. Dude. So just go and play as opposed to the guys like, uh, all right, uh, trying to run the offense, and it's Man. like, did he just pick your pocket?
1: Did That's insane. I don't know how I didn't think of that because so many times in my my oldest brother's career, he'd be, like, talking with his agent about getting a contract in, like, say, whatever, Italy. And the team needs a shooter. They need a they need a six five shooter and it's between my brother Steve and this other guy. It's like it could literally be you have exactly the same stats, same build, but they're like the team wants an American. Right. Literally there's been stuff like that. And it's like you're just as good. Yep. But they wanted American on the roster. No one's gonna be excited about a Canadian. Sorry. That's bullshit. Fair? Yeah, that no. is not wow. wow. How did this not process to me?
0: <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's why the letting go of like yeah. looking for fairness is like, oh no, no, you're looking at this wrong. Yeah, all it doesn't wrong. exist. The man. There is no such thing. No, it's like, you know. And when it works out for you, we all think it's fair. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got the festival. I busted my ass. I sent in a good finally, case. Justice. Finally, justice. it, dude. Yeah. The guy who sent 15 years, yeah. nothing. Yeah. You think he thinks? Oh yeah, no, completely fair process. Oh, you know, man. I get it. So when you're on top, you're like, yeah, I like the system. The system yeah. works really well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like America right now. Like yeah. if you're if you're crushing it financially, oh, you you're are like, really I don't know. complain about? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Huh. I'm gonna go with the, the Hamptons this weekend and just yeah. you know hang Things out. Things are the, great.
1: Just. Work the system, yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. you know, you get
0: stupid? I mean, <laughs> like, we don't have any money to get in the system. Well, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, get a million dollars. I mean, yeah, I'm not
1: in the system to work it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't
0: even, I don't even know what the system's called, yeah. I don't I, like, you Man. know, so uh, this is educational, dude. I feel like I swear to God, I think we're the same person, yeah. Kindred spirits, kindred, no doubt, kindred spirits. It's funny too, because you're a tall guy. What are you, 6'5? Yeah, six? yeah, I'm 6'3, and I find that a lot. Do you think that affects your comedy in any way, shape, or form? Like when you get on stage, do you think anyone like, – uh, like the first thing an audience looks and goes, oh, that's a, that's a tall guy. Or, yeah, i like, wondered. It, or if you're in the front row, are you like, wow, that's imposing for someone? Yeah,
1: I've wondered as like a pretty reasonably big, bushy, bearded dude. Because <laughs> that's always been a thing when you're tall is – I don't know if they, they – uh, I've tried writing bits about this, but I just haven't figured it out yet. Like I, I Looking back, I find it so funny that I was always the tallest in my class, so people just assumed I, w- I had it like made. Right, like you're right. good at everything, yeah. and life's great because your head's further away from the ground than ours. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, 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 I slouch a lot. I do too. Yeah, like a lot. I, I get pissed though because people will be like, "You're what? You're like 6'1", 6'2". I'm like, "What the fuck
0: did you just say?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, up immediately, son. Yeah, like, I, I if Try I again. see
1: yeah if I see a dude six four or over, I just have the most insanely <laughs> proper posture. But I don't know. I, I've wondered about that because I do think it separates you. But if you're doing a show with a bunch of people who are between, f- you know, five seven to six feet, if all of a sudden you get this six five, go out there at least you stand out in a way. Yeah, it's true. You know,
0: you're a little different than what's come before you, kind of thing. But I
1: do that is that is something I've I've especially when I watch back on. Um, I watch back on video sometimes, and in my mind, in the moment, I'm like just got, having some fun, and like I'll give the crowd some shit if there's a heckle. But then I look back and I'm like, yeah, you're like this deep voiced, big bearded guy who kind of has like a resting angry face. Yeah, and like you look like you were just scolding them,
0: dude. I it's so funny you said that because I've been going through that the last year where I've been looking back at clips and I, you know, and I go like, man, in that moment, I was in such a good mood, but my face yeah. says otherwise. I'm yeah. totally. I'm like, oh man! I remember that moment exactly. Da da da. And I'm like, that's not what my face or body yeah. language is saying. Exactly. At all. Yeah. And so I feel like I need to go back and start watching more video of myself. Yeah. Like, okay, what did you think you were doing there? Yeah, because you weren't. Yeah. You know, um, for the most
1: part, I'm okay with it. That's kind of a thing I like to do. Is I like being pretty stoic and deadpan, mm-hmm. and like, uh, if if I need to, I'll, I'll I'll laugh and I'll smile. It's just not my style. Like, for the, there are those comics who like they kind of give that little cheeky grin and lets the crowd know like I'm kidding not, and it works for them but for yeah. me I'm like I kind of like telling a, a weird joke and playing it off like real serious yeah. you know like, what I mean let them decide it. exactly yeah. but there are times that I can tell I'm like well now you don't look deadpan you just look angry and like you're gonna fight <laughs> What's someone yeah, yeah
0: yeah well it's funny you said about slouching I was like I think as a tall person, when you're around people who are shorter, that's your attempt to fit in and yeah. try and get to their level. Yeah. So to hear them, to feel whatever. And I realized later, I'm like, no, I should have been standing. Like, I have back issues and stuff. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Because yeah, that's years of totally. hunching over yeah, to try and trying to fit into a crowd. And yeah. it's like,
1: for me, it was not being seen. Which is weird because you're doing comedy. Oh, I know. But like not wanting to be visible. Yeah. So just like How slouching over, I? and then realizing you're probably way more visible. Like what the hell is this <laughs> lunatic? Yeah, this <laughs> hunchback that's just sulking through the crowd.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's funny because I, I, as a black kid growing up in like a you know, mostly white town, yeah, like you know you're a center of attention whether you want to be or not. Yeah, I'd imagine. So I think subconsciously stand up was a way for me to go. All right, well if you're gonna be you know, not till I got older, obviously, but like, well, if I'm going to be the center of attention, I might as well control the dynamics yeah, of the totally. environment, right? I'm
1: going to take control, yeah. Right? Rather than, yeah. Like, I'm going to
0: walk in the room, and you're going to stare at me. It's like, no, I'm going to give you something to stare at then. Yeah, you're you know? at my mercy now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not at yours. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to shift the power dynamic. Totally. I think that's what it was subconsciously for me, but I didn't discover. I mean, I didn't start staying up till I was 30. And. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I started wow. way later, yeah, because I did those jobs and stuff and work with kids, and then I went to an amateur night here and three years and I kept working with kids and gigging on the weekend and eventually I was like all right I'm gonna step away and do it so that's wicked man it was crazy yeah it was one of those things so New York you how long have you been in New York now
1: so I first went over and I was doing back and forth was like two and a half years ago okay but there was a lot of back and forth with the wife being she doesn't have her visa yet we were told like with the visa like max 12 months she's gonna have her visa it's been two years <laughs> it's crazy yeah uh, it's insane Ugh. and i have nothing to complain about because like i'm just a citizen and, and it's been a pretty straightforward process complicated as as it is but you know better than me but I, I listen to comics who'd have to get the green card or this visa or that visa and i'm like that sounds like hell yeah that's a lot of work to it yeah but and yeah it was a lot of a lot of back and forth but it, it's been good to get a lot like room obviously to improve but more established and like in like officially in with some of the better clubs and stuff
0: yeah i'm sure yeah i'm fun. sure that's the thing too like people who move or you know it's the whole thing again another level another devil because it you know you move to a new city and there is a starting over to that and so much of it's about trust it's yeah like it comes down to like can that booker trust you yeah and that comic who runs that room trust that you know what you're doing? the audience will enjoy you and that's all it comes down to yeah. are you not an asshole off stage yeah and, you know, man. cause drama like yeah it's so much about that it is just about making those relationships where people go like nope that's a thing you don't have to worry about i know that person yep. can do a job and there won't be any drama steady I think reliable it's, it's so much of this game yeah you know i totally. was like well i'm i'm different and whatever i'm like that's all great and yeah. i know you're an artist like, yeah you know, people are running a business
1: yeah man you know? i think that i think that stuff catches up like you'll see some comics who have got a lot of got a lot of momentum around them but they're just like such um just such vocal kind of dramatic people and they might be doing really well and you obviously don't wish them to do poorly but like eventually that catches up and a guy like me it's been cool like over the last little while I've actually had some feedback from like the manager like the stand and stuff because I've kind of like unofficially gone in their rotation now but he, he said like yeah like you're good you're a funny comic we have a lot of funny comics but like you're just like a good pleasant dude which was really nice to hear because i I was hoping like i hope i'm going about this right way and you think like i'm treating people well right but you also never really know because you're so biased to yourself so to get that kind of feedback i was like okay good then hopefully one way or another you think it'll pay off i'm like all right well that's a payoff right there so much so
0: man i think it's a great compliment because, I mean, in a business where you're working with people and you're right, a lot of times people have issues. And yeah. especially if you're running a club, it's like you're dealing with drunk people or like people coming with certain expectations as to yeah, what the man. night should be. So you don't need a headache with no, the comic. You exactly. don't need like... Oh, no, he's having another one of his moments where, he, th- you know, yeah, it's like, it's just, there's yeah. too much shit going on. There's yeah, too many man. moving parts. Like, yeah. can you just go sit over there, man? And yeah. I'll let you know when we're about to start the show. And, you know, like, yeah. can you just follow the rules of the club? Totally. Like, it's really basic. Yeah. And I told some comics years ago, and it's weird because it's starting to come back to me now, which is weird. I said, as a comic, there's only three rules. It's like, show up to the show, do the show. And leave the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, under those are subcategories. Yeah. But that's all your job is. Right. You know what I mean? Show up on time. Don't be messed up when you show up. Yeah. Make them laugh while you're there. And then all you gotta do is leave. Like, yeah. that's it. But people even fuck that part up. Yeah. It's like, well, then I got drunk afterwards and I hit on a waitress. It's like, I know.
1: You had two of them done. Yeah, man. All you had
0: to do was walk out the door and uh, they were like, that guy rocked. That was great. Yeah. You know, he's booked again. Yeah. No. Get out. More free drinks. You're yeah. yelling. You're being uh, too loud.
1: So much self sabotage. Yeah.
0: You just washed out the other two steps that you crushed. Totally. And it's like, get out of your own way, man. Like, just, you know? But then you can blame, like, I don't know, man. They don't get me. It's like,
1: Uh, all right. Yeah, it's everybody else. Yep. It's always everybody else. Every
0: problem in my life has been someone else's fault. Yeah. That's uh, that's how I live my life. (laughs) All right, dude. Well, we'll wrap it up with this last question. Right on. This is going to be, I mean, this is probably going to blow your mind. You probably want to start the whole thing over again. uh, (laughs) uh, I've asked this to most guests on the podcast. And the reason why I ask it is because... uh, at my job interview at Boys and Girls Club, this was a question that was asked to me during the job interview. So the question is this. What is the biggest misperception people have about you, and what is the truth? Woo! Take a moment. I don't mind yeah, silence.
1: I thought you were going to say, what's your greatest weakness? You <laughs> <laughs> and how is that a strength yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, Uh You know what? I've actually kind of thought about this before. I think... Um, Probably not so much now because I've been a lot more open about my struggles and stuff. But I think for a long time, a lot of people thought I was like just a really, really laid back, whatever, rip it and grip it, go with the flow, dude. And I feel like deep down there is an element of that to me. But my life has been so dictated by depression and anxiety and obsessive-compulsive, like the actual OCD, not the like, I made my bed, I'm OCD. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, so much of my time you had on just being a neurotic comedian has been spent overthinking everything. And so, I, I, I would probably go with that. that yeah, so many, it, it was interesting how many times... People kind of thought I was just this, like, surfer dude. Like, I remember once in college, this girl on the basketball team, she was, like, talking about all the guys and, like, what they're like. And she got to me, and you're like, you're just this dude that's like, I don't give a shit. Just give me my guitar and let me rock, <laughs> and I'm good. And, like, and I think I kind of, like... And when she said that, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I, I think I kind of knew. People thought I, I maybe played into it a bit. Like, my wife, when we first were dating like 20 fucking years ago, she told me, she's like, you're so mysterious. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I am mysterious. (laughs) And then the more she got to know me, I'm like, no, I'm just a basket case. (laughs) Actually, I would probably go with that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's interesting because, you know, I meet you the first time on Thursday. It's like, you know, it's quick interaction or whatever. But everyone's doing those quick snapshots. And the reason why I ask this question to people is because the very thing they were thinking, like, was what I said. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They were like, "Oh, we th- like based on what you've how you've been here today, it's like you're quite funny, you know, you're energetic whatever." But what I said was, I think people think I don't have a serious side. That I, uh, I'm just this like, hey, isn't life great? Yeah, yeah, ever? yeah, yeah. And they don't realize like, no, I can turn that off, and I have another few dimensions of yeah,
1: me. totally.
0: And so that was funny because she's like, later after I got the job, she goes, "That's exactly what we were thinking when you were sitting there." So it kind of interesting. It kind of cleared the way for us to go like, no, no, he's got that other gear. We're yeah, as opposed to like totally, you know. So I thought it was really cool because quite often that's exactly what people are thinking in the moment. Like, yeah, you know?
1: that's interesting you say because the other one I was wrestling with is especially when I was growing up. And I don't think as much anymore, but I, I was also very much like the class clown. And then say like, when I got into like music and stuff, that was, I was like the wild drummer in the back, like being an idiot. But I think people just kind of thought like, that's all there is. You're an, you're an annoying clown. And they didn't realize like, I don't want to be like how deep and not much of an artist I was, but like <laughs> yeah. how serious I was too. And how much like. Serious stuff. I thought about and like I never would have shown him, but like started writing like poetry and stuff. And the last thing I would have ever done is been like, "Hey guys, want to read some of my poems?" <laughs> but uh yeah, like when we like were playing in a band and stuff, I wrote like a lot of songs and a lot of lyrics that like meant stuff to me and i was like nobody can ever know about this yeah yeah. so i can relate to that too for sure that's interesting man. that's a great question
0: yeah i I like it because i think it often sometimes it's revealed to what i thought about a guest in the moment i'm like wow that's interesting but usually you have to talk to them for an hour you kind of yeah yeah yeah, you get to know a little more but uh i just feel like sometimes too with comics in general there's People put us in a box of like, oh, you guys are this. And then yeah. one time, I heard someone do the opposite. Like, they were like, "You guys like the party, and you guys are all crazy, and whatever." Da, da. And then this other person, this girl, was like, "She was, yeah, no, I know a lot of you guys are some dark dudes, right? Like, yeah, really sensitive and introspective." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, you're right. How did you hear about that? Yeah, did somebody tell you? <laughs> Who like Who told totally? you? Like, how did you? Was she at the meetings? I don't <laughs> understand how she got into the meetings." Um, but I, that overthinking thing too, dude. Like, that's that is such a trait too. I think of not just comedians, I don't think, but just creatives in general where it's like... And the, the funny thing about it is you, know, you, have, you have a bunch of choices. You just choose one you're never gonna know what, how the other things would have turned out anyway so yeah. it's like ultimately you just go with whatever yeah. and you do it just like you wouldn't stand up you yeah. take a joke and go I'm gonna try this line tonight it doesn't work you just go You now you know yeah. and then you just do the next one yeah. and you do you know, change it again yeah. and life is like that in a lot of ways like nothing's fatal nothing's yeah, like, Totally. you try stand up doesn't work you just go do something else what could have happened if yeah. I told that dick joke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where would I be how now? would my career have changed yeah. Like no that's a story you told yourself yeah, like,
1: exactly the
0: person who was booking that night was in the bathroom when yeah. you were on stage so it yeah. wouldn't mattered one yeah kid, you yeah know? like totally just do these narratives of like oh man that one moment like it's like i was thinking about the ex-athlete especially in canada the hockey player at the corner of the bar who who should have made it you know oh yeah and he's still the local legend and he's yeah, still yeah, like kind yeah. of like still got the mullet yeah man like i'll tell you when when i got up there the team was already picked you know yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's all I mean? politics it's, like, yeah, yeah, it's all bullshit man he has his favorites like yeah. Did you get drunk six times during training camp? Uncle Rico from
1: Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) You know what I mean? Coach just put me in. We would have made state (laughs) Throwing stakes at people. Yeah, man. That's totally it. And there's people still
0: doing that, like living. I heard a great quote, man, from Jim Gaffigan talking about him and Jeannie talking about Mm. Jim's evolution as a a comedian. And he said that one of the greatest skills he developed was to quickly move on from failure because he Mm. was shortlisted to be on The Office, the original Office. Oh, yeah? So he goes... In my mind, I was gutted because I was like, man, that would have been a great opportunity for me. Yeah. He goes, but I quickly went, all right, we got to write our own thing. Let's go do it. Like You just move on from yeah. it? Yeah. He goes, because if I would have stayed in that headspace of like, that was my shot, you go watch this thing become a global phenomenon. Yeah. Imagine the shit you could have told himself about like, that was it. That, yeah. was, my, that was my plane ride. That yeah, was man. it. I missed it. There's not going to be another one. And he goes, there's always a the next thing. Yeah. There's always a yeah. the next opportunity. You can create your own opportunity. Totally. But sitting around going, there's one bus to Hollywood. It's like. And you took my, and now that, someone took my Yeah,
1: spot. took the bread I, off I my took table. My thing. Like,
0: that was me. I was yeah. supposed to be on that showcase. I was supposed to be, it's yeah. like, man, that, that mentality is just like, oh, it's exhausting.
1: Yeah, so, man, it's toxic and it's miserable. It's brutal. So it's yeah. like that
0: mentality of just like, nope, you just move on. And even the successes, even if you crush something, it's like, you still got to go, next. Yeah. You can't live in that either. Totally. <laughs> you know I mean? it's totally. Like, just got a Netflix special. Congrats. It's yeah. done. Now what? Yeah. yeah. You got a hold the fill. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You
1: know 100%, I mean? man.
0: So it doesn't matter. Well dude this was awesome man yeah, thanks so much for coming. Yeah great doing time.
1: Thank you for having me man. Wicked.
0: There it is. There it is another episode of the GP in your ears right up front. Boom, there you go. We got more stuff coming. Thanks everybody for sticking with the show. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're uh, you're listening out there and like I said I hope you uh, I hope you have a fantastic 2020. I know I was messing with you earlier, but I mean, if you're going to do some resolutions, you want to be a better you, you go do it. You can do it. You can do it. There's going to be some dips. Motivation is going to wane from time to time, but but don't get discouraged. Get back on the horse and you can do it, whatever that thing is. All right. Believe in yourself. For the love of God, believe in yourself. You got to believe in you before someone else believes in you. And a bunch of other motivational quotes. All right. You got to do that. And uh, I sincerely hope 2020 is an amazing, amazing year for you. I want to thank every single person that's come to a show uh, in 2019 of mine, uh, made a great comment, shared any kind of content that I had um, on any of the social media platforms, anybody who's been listening to this podcast faithfully, anyone who's just joined and started listening. um, Fans of the 22-Minute Show, thank you so much and um, yeah, it's been a crazy 2019, lots of highs, some lows as well, but that's life. And I'm sure the same will be waiting for me on the other side into 2020, but I'm ready for it. And I think you are too. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Generators Podcast and uh, all the best. We'll see you next time.